What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Get the Bag podcast, episode eight. I just, I just can't believe I blinked. It's already February. It's almost March. What's going on, everybody? I'm your host, Claudia Castro. Got my co-host, Tim Park. Hey, fam. What's going on? Yeah, I see some people in the building. Yeah, let's go. I'm super excited for today's episode, near and dear. Uh, But before we get all into that, uh, make sure you hit the like, subscribe, follow us on IG, because we're dropping value every week. Uh, But it helps with the algorithm, so we always like to to mention that. But uh, for today's episode, it's it's really interesting. We were just having a conversation before we got on uh, talking about land, wholesaling mm-hmm. land. A lot of people don't think you can wholesale land or don't know how it works. They overcomplicate it like everything. Uh, but we have a special guest today uh, who really has specialized in wholesaling land. We had him on last year. Um, super proud to have like someone on, again, who I can call like a great friend. Uh, my guy's from Brooklyn, New York. You. <laughs> Uh, he's a serial entrepreneur. I believe he started wholesaling sometime around 2020. Uh, he's part of Chris Jefferson's Charge Up program. Uh, shout out to the U, because I know some people are on here. Um, but like anyone starting out, you know, he started wholesaling residential properties. Um, and, you know, we're going to uncover what, what made him make the switch. Uh, but fast forward to now, he's, he's closing deals consistently. Um, you'll catch him on IG starting to post about land and wholesaling land. Uh, without further ado, let's welcome Ch- Chuck Charles McEwen to the Get the Bag podcast. What's going on, bro? What's going on? What's going on? I love the introduction. And I appreciate it. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, love man. It, man. We, we had, we, you're so special. We had to bring you back. Yeah, know, right? <laughs> I do appreciate that. Like I mentioned, I'm definitely excited because I got a lot of information, good, valuable information to share with your audience, for sure. Um, as I told you guys in the backstage, you know, I got some notes I'm just looking at right now, glimpsing at, just to give uh, your audience some games so you could go out, they could go out there if they're looking to get started into the business of land flipping and get started right away. I'm not holding anything back. Oh, man. Yeah, so make sure you guys who are watching, take your notes, whether you're watching it live or when you come back and just come across this video because wholesaling line, and that's something I've started getting into myself with, with you. And we can talk about that a little bit later, but there really is it. You can easily, and, and like going to the, to back to the title, how to make $10,000 a month wholesaling land. Like that's really easy to do. Like once mm-hmm. you've established your process um, and people really don't really underestimate land um but you know before we get into all the the gems and everything tell us a little bit about yourself like um your background um so where do i start where do i start (laughs) that's the question i always i'm curious where did i start all right so um you know my my name is charles from brooklyn new york um i'll be honest with y'all entrepreneurship wasn't really something that i thought about ever getting into um and the reason why is because i was just always cheap with money um i was <laughs> tight with money never really thought about spending money on anything and just you know um saving everything that i have like to the to the penny saving every single dime mm-hmm. i can and then to make a long story short one day i'm sitting inside of a barber shop um and i came across an ad on my facebook um, and it was an online business and I don't know why, but something like a spirit in me just said, you know what, start 
like look into this. Just just you know, looking mm-hmm. pay for it. It was like fifty bucks. Mm-hmm. And me again, I'm the type of person I thought everything was a scam back then. Um right. yeah. and to make a long story short, I did go with the program. Um, but it turned out to actually be a scam. <laughs> after and I found wow. this I found this out after I've already spent twenty five hundred on the course. Ooh. So you pay fifty bucks, you you, you know, you, you kinda get like rolled into the system. You pay fifty bucks, someone give you a call, and then they kinda, you know, nurture you into the system. So after seven days, I pay I paid the twenty five hundred, didn't hear nothing back from them. Um to make a long mm. story the FTC was actually after them. Uh, wow. Actually, you're luckily, one of those. You're part of one of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. Luckily, though, um, it. So when I did the transaction, it was it literally like happened like midway into it. So as I did the transaction, um, like that next day, they started getting hit by the FTC. I think everything paused, and I used a credit card, so they were actually uh, able to refund me back my money. Okay. Um, and I, you know, I got back my money, but to make a long story short. That's shut, a good tip. That's a good tip though. Like yeah. if you, if you do invest in some, um, or in some courses, definitely do it with a credit card. Cause you can always dispute it worst case too. 100%. Absolutely. absolutely. 100%. And that's where I started. I, you know, they, they gave me a book. It was, uh, I think everybody knows the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, um, mm-hmm. Quadrant. And then when I, once I read those book guys, literally like my entire perspective of life changed. Like I went from being so cheap to just wanting to just spend money on any to everything just to get ahead. Mm. Um, mm. That's where it started. <laughs> I love it. Wow. It gave you that entrepreneurial itch. Sounds yeah. like. Yeah, it, it definitely did. Um, and then, you know, another thing too, in the mix of this, I actually wind up, cause again, I, I said, I'm originally from Brooklyn. I wind up moving to Florida. Um, and in Florida, I, my, my grandmother, she owns a really nice home out there in a nice neighborhood. And it gave me a different perspective life as well like the mm. vehicle out there is like mercedes benz or a bmw not even a four series a five or six series is typically mm. like the average thing you'll see out there so it made me think a lot differently and i was in a really nice neighborhood so putting all these things together i'm like yeah you know i didn't even know life you know there's opportunities like this out there in this world so that's you know where my life just completely just took a shift um, and, and, to, and then I got into the world of um, drop shipping. And then that's literally where everything started. Drop shipping. I don't want to get too heavily into that, but drop shipping. I wind up uh, dabbling into that heavy, heavily. I lost a lot of money, but I learned mm-hmm. a lot of things along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then eventually I got into wholesaling real estate. Uh, my uncles always told me about wholesaling real estate, but I never actually got into it. You know, the reason why I got into it is because I had to stop this business, the the, the business of dropshipping because it was taking so much money out of me and so much time out of me. Mm. I wasn't making anything from it that I had to find another business. I got into the wholesaling game and um, it's just been lights out ever since. Yeah, that's that. that's amazing. That's amazing. So um, it sounds like, you know, you've gotten through several businesses uh, on it and then you finally stumbled upon the wholesaling real estate so tell us i guess your journey a little bit about that and then we'll dive a bit deeper into it but all right perfect so um i got in around 2020 um as my yeah it was actually early 2020 i got in um 
And before I got into, you know, the you, Chris Jefferson's group, shout out to my guy. Um, shout out Chris. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I actually was able to get four deals on the contract um, by myself, you know, without any help. And I couldn't close any yeah. of them. And the reason why is it could be a various amount of different things. But looking back at it, I was in markets where, you know, wholesaling wasn't prevalent. Like it, it wasn't a thing in that market. These were very small little areas where real estate just wasn't like that big. They had a few people out here, but it wasn't like, you know, any other one of those areas where wholesaling is like the norm. Um, so I couldn't find any buyers. Nobody wanted to deal. Um, so I wound up joining a course. Uh, when I joined uh, Chris Jefferson course, um, I, I can't remember the exact date. Um, I think it was, I believe it was sometime in July that I I, I don't remember. I don't, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole, but <laughs> I joined. Eventually, I was able to get my first deal, and I closed my first deal. It was a, it was actually a, a house deal, and I got that deal through a um, it was a fire damage list. And mm. when I had gotten that deal, I was able to get another deal as well. Um, you know, through networking with my peers through Clubhouse, because Clubhouse was something that I was like on all right. the time. Um, so I was able to leverage that and get my, my, my next deal. And then shortly after, I started look, I started hearing um, more and more about land. And then I just started dabbling into it um, mm. and I just tested it. You know, I, I didn't even say, you know, this is something I'm just going to do. I heard about it. I looked into it. I tested it and then realized, wow, this is actually a much easier transaction for me to do rather than houses. So I just started going all in and I'd never even I love it. So it was that shift that somehow mm -hmm. you came across a land deal or like, tell us like, where was that aha moment where like, let me put all my eggs, all my money into land. Like talk to us about what that transition was for you to like, be like, I'm going all in. Um, so, you know, again, with land, it was one of those, you know, as I'm marketing with houses, I did come across my first land deal. All right. Uh, I had an owner who said, hey, look, I'm not interested in selling my house, but I'll sell my land. He had two pieces of land um, and he wanted to sell. I wind up not being able to move it, but it made me curious. All right, I didn't even know you can sell land. I was like, oh, right. okay, you can sell land? Okay, let me look yeah. a little bit more into this. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, you know, YouTube University, which most of us do, I got in there, started just diving deep, getting as much information as, as I possibly could. Um, and to be honest with you, there's just not a lot of information. Um, so, you know, again, I, I didn't really even learn this from from anybody. I just went head first in. So the fact that, you know, I had an opportunity with a land deal, it just opened up my mind like, OK, let me just test this land thing. And, mm -hmm. then, um, you know, I started joining clubhouse groups and then I started hearing more people talking about land. I'm like, oh, this is this is really a business that you could get into and get busy. So what I did was I just kept connecting with people on Clubhouse. Um and then eventually realized where those guys was marketing land, like what area, what what city, what state. And then I just literally followed them. You know, I said, you know what, those guys are doing business over there. Obviously there's opportunity. Let me follow them. Um, so I started going into Florida. Florida is actually one of my, my hot markets. Um, I went into Florida, you know, found a um, a city that was, you know, pretty hot in new constructions. Uh, there was mm -hmm. a lot of sales of land going on. And then I just got the work. 
That's what's up. That's what's up. Man, um, <clears throat> I know you got some gems on this one, but I, you know, I think uh, I, we need to let the know the people know like what the difference is between wholesaling just a like a single family house to like just land. So what's the what's the main difference uh, in those two? So the process itself is relatively the same. Um, the, 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 the biggest difference, though, is just you're reverse engineering it. So it's essentially, instead of you going out to look for prospects first or sellers first, you're actually going to look out, look for builders first because it just makes the process of wholesaling land a lot more simple. Um, you're going to reach out to a builder and see what they're looking for, find their criteria and literally just start um you know, pulling a list based upon what they're looking for. And the reason why you do that is because um, it just, it, it, it's, it's a much simpler process for them and for yourself as well, because now you're shooting deals to them that they're, they're very highly interested in. They're going to more than likely want to do business with you. But at the end of the day, it just takes away the whole entire process of you going out there and trying to prospect yourself. Um, looking for land right. that you know someone is going to buy. I will say this. If you're just going to go out and start prospecting land and don't have a buyer in mind, it is relatively hard to sell land um, because it's not just anybody buying land. And land building mm -hmm. by, uh, with the expectation of you know building a house and reselling it. So they're obviously targeting a certain um, area to you know fit their criteria so that they can go ahead and you know be successful in their business. So, you know, again, the biggest difference with houses and land, um, I personally would just say it's probably just, you know, certain processes. But at the, at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's relatively the same. It's not much of a difference. Right. right. And I, I think I this think is where people overcomplicate it. It is easier, right? Because you don't have to deal with tenants. Who are you kicking out? That's, that's, <laughs> yep. Are you kicking out the exactly. utilities or like or whatnot? And, and I think this is where it's, it's, although it, the deal flow or the, the deal size can vary, right? You can still close like a high fee assignment fee with land. Um, but in some areas, it just depends, right? It depends yeah. on the market and the type of land it is. But I think it's a great, I think people shy away from it because everybody else is doing residential, right? And people are like, well, land, I don't know what to look for. Um, and, and that was kind of going to be a follow-up question is like, what are some things to ask in terms of these conversations with sellers, right? Because it, you, you don't, you know, when you go through a script of like, you know, in talking to sellers for residential properties, you go, okay, what's the square footage? What's the bedroom bathroom count? What's the condition with, with a land? It's, it's pretty simple, but like, how do you go about having these conversations with, with the sellers that have a land that they're interested in? Selling? That, that, that's such a good question. So that's <laughs> one of my biggest hurdles early on. Because going from houses coming into land is like, what do you ask to build rapport? And usually, usually you're leveraging um, the conditions of the house to build rapport with your sellers. Exactly. So with mm -hmm. land, it's mm -hmm. different because there's not much to talk about. But there are some things in each market, though, it is different. So what I would say first um, is to find your prospect buyer. Because they're going to then be able to educate you on what's going on in the market and what's needed. So whatever it is that they may need on their end to do their due diligence is what you're going to bring back to your seller to ask some questions. That is literally right. the best way I would go after it. 
So the traditional questions is, have you done a survey? Have you done a FERC test? So you got your feasibility studies. Um, you know, is the lot buildable? Is the, you know, yeah, is, is a lot buildable? Is it commercial? Is it residential? Is it mixed use? Um, but for the most part, what I found success is, is just going to my builder, asking them, hey, look, what are like some of the, the key components that you're looking for with land? Like, what are some things that you have to look into? Do you have to reach out to the city? What are some questions that I need to know? Um, and then I'll take that and bring it back to the seller. And literally, like, that's that's all it is. You don't have to overcomplicate the process at all. It's relatively simple. Um, so don't even overthink it. And then, you know, you're, you'll learn as time progresses. You're just going to have to find ways to build rapport with sellers. And in most right. cases, again, I'm just being honest with, with, with most, most of your guys, I mean, with your audience, um, there's not too much rapport being built. It's literally, well... Does the price work for the seller? Does the price work? Right. Let's get the deal done. That that's honestly what I'm seeing in my personal business. But in some cases, there are some people who are more willing to open up where you can ask them, hey, what's the reason that you're selling? So in my business, we do have a process that allows me to get on the phone after my VA um already reached out to them to say, Hey, look, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, they did, you know, uh, my my VA, you spoke to my VA early on. Um, what are some reasons why you're, you're interested in selling? And then I could go ahead and start building a report, leaning into what the builder told me to start asking and start looking into. Mm-hmm. That's such a great um, process and in, in going about it because I don't know, land is not, you know, it's, there's nothing, there's no attachments to it. So maybe nope. that's what you're talking about. Like why, like there could be where it's like, oh, I bought this for my late, I don't know. You know, it, you know, it just depends on, on what that is. But um, I think it's so important still, like, to establish some form of rapport because it'll make it so much easier if you have to come back and reduce the price or um, you really want to get a, a, a good price point. But um, I really liked what you mentioned and how you really are reverse engineering um, your process and talking of going to builders first, going to mm-hmm. buyers first. And I think we mentioned this in a previous episode, whether you're doing residential, or whatever, especially in this market, go to where the money's at, go That's ask true. the buyers first on like, what, like what areas are you buying? Are you still buying? Cause it could be like, like you and I, right. have been working on some deals and you're like, some of the builders you, you chatted with, you're like, we're not buying right now. We're on pause, but we will pick it back up and, you know, 2023 or whatever so it's good to like constantly check in with your buyers and your builders to see where where you're at uh and what's what's going on in your market because then you know you have a good understanding of what's going on in in the area as well so um i think anybody listening go to the money first reach out Mm -hmm. to those builders reach out to those buyers get their criteria because then you can always take that back to to the sellers um, you know, you mentioned as well, perk and survey tests. What, 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 uh, for people who don't know, what the hell is that? <laughs> so a perk, test, a perk test, um, with the perk test, you're, you're testing the density of the soil. Um, and with the survey, you're just getting like a, a good layout of like, essentially like the square footage of the lot, right? Like mm-hmm. kind of checking off your parameters to make sure like this is kind of where my build, you know, where my land is and where I can build around. And that's essentially it. So it's not really, you know, too complicated with the two things. And and I, again, I'm gonna be honest with you, most local builders, they're not actually um, doing a perk test or doing a survey. 
but the big builders, some of them, some of them, they actually do do that stuff. So it really just depends. Like, I, so I found the ones that need like uh, 45 day due diligence, 60 day close, or maybe mm. 60 day due diligence, 90 day close. Those guys are the, they're the ones that's actually doing those extra tests that's needed to make sure that the land is actually up the part to their standing, um, you know, for them to actually build on it. But for the most part, like the local builders are not actually doing that from what I'm experiencing. Right. Um, and, you know, when you're talking to these builders, how did you kind of um, get your vocabulary up to where uh, you're talking the same language as them, like RTIs and different things that um, these are kind of buzzwords to let them know that you are, you know, an, kind of an expert in this field of land and stuff. So did that take you a while or did you, you just, you kind of learned as you go or how did that come about? That, that, Tim, that's a great question. Um, honestly, I kept it extremely basic. Um, I, I reached out to builders and told them exactly what we specialize in and what we mm-hmm. in the value we're trying to provide to them. And then I allowed them to actually educate me on what it is that they need. You know, I didn't go in there as the guy who knew everything because I didn't know everything and I'm still learning. You know, I have a lot to learn. So every time I go and I'm speaking to a new builder, whether it's a local builder or a bigger builder, I let them know exactly what my intentions are and what I plan on doing. And this way they're like, all right, perfect. I would like to work with you. Here's what I need. And this is what I'm looking for. And here's some information that um, you need. That's that's really it. That's that's dope. That's perfect. I mean, you know, because yeah. you just don't like with people that are like, what do I say? Or, you know, like with you, yeah. you just kept it simple. You know, what is your criteria? And then let them talk because you'll kind of learn from them because they'll kind of, you know, verbal vomit all, all over, you know, what they, they what they want. Right. They, they will. Right. I, I agree because these guys, they need you. You know, most mm-hmm. times they're buying their their um their deals off the MLS and you know a lot of times the prices are completely overpriced you know so when you let them know the service that you're providing and you know that you can be of service to them they're more than willing to play ball with you you know what I mean um so that that's that's literally what I've been seeing a lot of success with so as far as the lingo once you know I learned something that's traditionally like in one particular area I'll then take that lingo and move it on to the next builder um, and just start asking them questions again. Like I don't even go into the conversation acting as if I know everything. So let's just say I got a, right. little, a lot of information from one builder to the next builder. I may not re- relay that same information over to them because their processes and systems may be a little bit different, but I'll allow them to give me some information or I'll be like, oh, okay, you're talking about this. And then mm-hmm. that's yeah, but like, okay, he probably have some understanding of what you know, our process, our systems is or what it is that we're doing, you know? Absolutely. And um, the, I mean, it's, it's funny because we try to complicate having conversations with buyers, builders. It's really the same thing as we talk to sellers, ask open-ended questions. That's it. And that's how they get you get them talking, gather information and then take it back. Um, and I'm sure you saved a ton of money too doing it this way, reverse engineering, because oh. you're saying like, don't pull the list first. Like you can do the hack and everything, uh, the list source hack, but go direct to the source and, and ask them what areas are they buying in and then pull a list off of that. Like it's so it's so simple. It's like 
it's too simple almost like people are like no it can't be that simple like i must have to do this and that and go through hoops um but i i love that you mentioned that and i mean on top of that i know you know specifically what you're doing your business as well is is working with realtors too absolutely I yes. think that's a big part with like land, especially in finding more so like retail buyers as well. Yep. So um, I am leveraging realtors as well. Guys do not. Um, I actually love working with realtors, realtors who understand the process of what you're doing. So most of them won't understand it, but there are a few that definitely understand what you're doing. You definitely, definitely want to make sure you have them by your side and working directly with you because they could be of value to you, especially because you're bringing value to them. Um, they have a lot of connections, you know, the builders, the local builders that they work with, or even the bigger building companies that they work with. They look at realtors as experts. They look at their, mm-hmm. they look at them as their go-to. Like, hey, if that realtor is bringing me something, that this must be it. So I leverage mm-hmm. their connections and their resources, and I bring them value in return. They bring me value. So I absolutely love right. working with them. Um, yeah. Yeah, tell me if I'm wrong here, but like on the realtor side, it's more like they may have, like you're saying, the relationship with the builder. So their relationship is after it's built, they sell it um, as a connection because as more they more they build, the more they're listing the house um, after it's built. So, you know, connecting with a, a listing agent that has connection with the builder is like, what you're talking about there, right? Correct. Absolutely. Yep, absolutely. Um, and I, I'll go to say this: uh, there's a, there's a few realtors out there as well. They're not even going to ask for a commission because they know that once mm-hmm. they're finished building, they're going to get that listing. So they're going to be able to right. make money on the back end. All right. So in most cases, I don't even go into the conversation speaking to them about uh, you know paying them a, a commission unless they mention it. I'm more than happy to do so. Because at the end of the day, whether or not you pay them a commission, they're still going to be making money from the deal when the builder is done building on the property. Um, so, again, right. it's just providing value in both ways. That's that's all it is. Yeah, and I think I made a post on this the other day where realtors are having to quit because they're not mm-hmm. closing any deals. And this is why I keep saying, like, realtors should be working with wholesalers. Wholesalers should be working with realtors. You can make, you can both make money. I mean, there's just also like the stigma of like working with wholesalers uh, and people are just stuck in their old ways, which you and I kind of interfere with one deal where a realtor was just like kind of a, you know, not, not difficult, but you know, didn't make things easy uh, because they just didn't understand the process. So if you're a realtor out there and you're out in Florida and maybe have land buyers, like you should be reaching out to Chuck. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's just not that complicated guys. Like there's ways that you can get paid on the front end and back end. So, you know, it's just, it's people just make things difficult for themselves when they really don't have to. Um, So I I just had to add in the the agent aspect because that's a big (laughs) part in like land um, and, and, and getting deals across the table. Uh, But one thing I did want to kind of um, talk to you about is also your business structure. Mm -hmm. Uh, You've kind of done some changes um, that I'm sure has helped get you consistent deal flow at this point. Now you're, you're now at, at the process where, okay, I'm closing consistent deals or at least one deal a month. I'm trying to take it to the next level and closing several, several deals a month. Like what are some, what are some changes you've done in your business or like, how have you structured it to get to that point? So, um, for one, I actually have a VA who is constantly sourcing builders every single day. Like right now she's actively 
calling the list of builders that she generated, which is roughly over 800. Uh, so we're working in a new market. So she's doing that every single day. And that's bringing me more opportunities because now I'm able to connect with more people who are looking for more opportunities. And then I can leverage, you know, what they're looking for and actually start sourcing opportunities for them. So um, I kept my I'm keeping my my team small. Um, I'm yep. exactly what coach what Chris is uh, teaching us and keeping my team small. Um, I just I don't want a huge team at all. So what I'm able to do is actually, you know, pay these guys more. And in return, because I'm paying them more, more bonuses or bigger bonuses is being cut out. They're in return. They're providing value back to me. Um, so right now we got two cold callers. Um, I'm looking into bringing um, a VA who's going to be handling SMS. Right now I have uh, a guy from the U who's helping me out with that because I was handling that majority of the time. Um, so mm -hmm. I did change around my process and systems around SMSs. Um, and, you know, I'm still working that through because I really wanted a nice tight niche, niched, um, you know, system in place. So essentially what I also started doing was adding in, I forgot exactly what Chris called it, but I have a prospector, a setter. Oh, a setter. Yeah. And then I have like my acquisitions person, which essentially is me right now. Um, so I have a funnel in which leads are coming in. So I'm only talking to people who actively want to sell. Um, I'm not dealing with people who are asking for over, you know, overpriced properties. But at the same time, I'm still giving them an offer and then keeping them in my system. Um, mm -hmm. You know, so I'll give them an offer and I keep them in my system. My system is set up where essentially it is um, on autopilot. You know, so once they're in my system, I put them on like a, an, an autopilot and the, the system constantly is, you know, hitting them every single time. So, you know, it's going to it's going to say, hey, you know, how, how's it going, John? You know, have you thought about my offer within a month, two months and so on? It just keeps hitting them every single time. Um, that's another thing I did add in too. I, uh, you know, paid for it. And again, I'm just giving you guys some free game, giving you audience. <laughs> so paid for Bring something. It. Some automation for my um, my my marketing my software that I use, which is called Marketing Plex. So essentially, you know, when a lead comes in, depending on their response, the system is automatically you know responding back to them. But the beauty about what my system is doing, essentially, I'm only talking to people who are interested in selling. Right. Once they tell me that they're interested in selling, I could go ahead and move them to another category within the system that's going to constantly be hitting them with uh, more automations just to allow me to take advantage of constantly staying in front of them. Everybody who don't respond to me, um, my system is constantly hitting them every single whether it's every two weeks to a month. I'm keeping everybody in my system, every data that I paid for in rotation. Um, I'm hopeful. Hope Honing in on my follow-up systems, um, pretty, pretty tough. So that's essentially what I'm doing in my business. I love that, man. If you guys, are you guys liking <laughs> what you're, what you're hearing? I want to make sure you guys are taking notes because what Chuck just laid out is literally you, you can also apply in your business. Now the automation portion, I'm sure took some time to Absolutely. build that out and get a good understanding. Um, but you understood that. Like you understood, hey, like I'm in here for the long game. And I, I think that's the problem too, is like people are too impatient because we just live in a world that's just a um, short, short attention span. People want yeah. things 
you know, quick gratification. Um, but things, if you want to do things right, you have to build it right from the, from the beginning. Uh, and sometimes it takes you time. So if you have to take a week off of whatever to focus on your systems, so things are running smoothly once, once things are kicking off, that is worth it because you're in it for the long game. Um, and who knows? I know, Chuck, you and I have been like chopping it up on the phone for the past over, you know, a year at least. And you, we were kind of, you were kind of taking me through your iterations too. You're like, well, I'm starting here or I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm still tweaking this area here. Um, and, and now you're at a space where you're like, okay, it's pretty automated. You know, I may make some changes here and there, but once it's set, it's set. you don't have to like make anything yeah. crazy. Like it's set. You're just adding, you're just adding to it every single day. Um, I'll be honest with you guys. So there's two things that, you know, I had to take a step back and actually realize, all right, this is what I need in order for my business to start picking up. So for one is hiring the VA to help me uh, build a builder's list. That's for one. Uh, so it took about two to three months strong of me staying consistent with work, you know, finding builders every single day. That's something you got to stay very consistent with. Um, before I even get off that subject, this is something I definitely want to share with your audience. You really only need one builder to run up a, a bag, literally. And one builder is good enough for you to be in five to six different markets in one particular state. And they would literally buy 50 to 100 deals that you have if they're buying in that type of value. You only need one builder. You do not mm. need a bunch of different builders. But the reason why I'm constantly reaching out to new builders is because, th is because things are changing every single day. The market right. that we're in, things are changing. The market isn't looking too pretty. So because of that, I'm staying um, ahead of the curve, you know, um, I'm just adjusting my business to that. And I, I and again, I want to connect mm -hmm. with so many different people that I can continue to grow and not stay stagnant with just one particular builder. So that's why I'm constantly building. Mm -hmm. And to your point with the automation, that took me roughly a month and a half for me to even get done. Um, so right. I realized this is the long game. This is not, this is a marathon. You know, this is not a sprint. Exactly. So that's exactly the way I'm looking. At yeah. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Um, one thing I wanted to go ahead. No, no, I, I, I was gonna say if you want, I could share some stuff with you guys, but go ahead and. Uh... Are you about to share some sauce? No, I was gonna <laughs> ask uh, about. <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. We 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 can leave the question till later. So go ahead okay. and share some sauce. All right. So some stuff I just want to share with your audience. Um. So there are three type of builders. You got a custom home builder, a track home builder, builder, and a spec home builder. Um, mm. Each builder serves a different purpose. Your custom home builder, they work primarily with individuals who um, are looking to like build a personalized home. Now, a lot of those guys, they don't actually work, you know, they don't actually purchase land directly, but like a handful do, and you could find them, they're out there. And then you have your track home builders, track home builders, they typically buy larger acres of uh, parcels. So like an acre or more to build communities. And then you have your spec home builders, which is builders that I primarily focus on, which is builders who are looking for those infilled lots um, or buying them to build a home and resell them on the market. So I wanted to share that with your audience as well. Yeah, that's really great because as um, I started kind of getting into it, I was also kind of doing some research on like what, what the difference is. And, um, you know, on the track home, I think you said, yeah, track, uh, home builders, those ones, those, you can get some pretty uh, high 
uh, assignment fees for that because you, you're dealing with a large acreage. And I know people who've closed like almost six figure deals dealing with um, wholesaling those. Yeah, huge. Th those guys are where you're going to get the best bang for your buck. But just keep in mind when you're dealing with uh, track home builders, it does take some time to close deals with them. Right. The, the due diligence. Yeah, the due diligence is very long. So on average, you're looking for like a year out with a closing. But if you're building this snowball effect with so many different deals, you know, it's just going to be consistent, you know, time after time. So that's definitely something you want to take into consideration. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. In, um so people understand the track home builders are going to be the people that build multiple houses on one speck of land. Is that correct? Or just what's the difference between that and the other? Yeah. The difference between the track home builders and the spec home builders. Correct. Correct. So yeah, people so understand that. The track home builders, they buy bigger acres of land. So one or more acres. So typically on average, though, they're buying 20 to 50 acres of land and they're building a community to build multiple houses. And then they'll sell right. those houses individually to homeowners and stuff like that. Uh, those guys' business model is, is relatively different um, from a spec home builder. A spec home builder is someone who's coming in and you know they're buying an infilled lot to go ahead and turn around and uh, you know build a, build a house to sell to a family or whomever may be interested in buying it. Yeah, that, those are more common that you see on like the mm -hmm. new construction homes of yep. like, um, like, you know, you go to one of those like markets, it's, it's all done up. And uh, the way I've seen it too is, is these builders, before they even start, um, literally uh, start building, they'll actually try to sell the, the prospect of the new construction to to a buyer already just so they have somebody locked in yep. um but I, I don't know how often that happens um but that's always kind of a, a really interesting aspect of, of of just land there's just so many things like you think of just land um of like whether it's wholesaling or just in general like in real estate but there's so many moving pieces to everything and i think that's why we love real estate so much is it's nothing is ever boring like you literally learn something every day um yep. even as you i'm sure that you learn something new and mm -hmm. being and land being your specialty yeah um I, I learn something new every single day i don't ever stop learning um you know with, with, with land you know again like i was saying earlier don't overcomplicate the process the process is right. relatively simple go out uh find your 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 process you, you know your 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 builder first you go out find your builder once you find your builder you just reverse engineer the whole entire process one thing i really love doing um is when i reach out to a builder especially local builders so local builders right now is like my go-to because you know as you guys know the market is taking a shift so when i reach out to those guys i'll be like hey look you know i tell them i pitch to them and tell them exactly what i do and what my intentions is and then i'll be like hey look can you send me an address of your most recent project um, this mm. way I actually have a better deep dive on what it is that they're looking for. So now I'm looking at what, you know, they're actually buying, you know, I'm looking at what they're actually buying, the square footage, not only just the square footage, I'm kind of taking a look at the area and, you know, understanding why they want to be in that particular pocket. And then I'll go, I'll go out and actually start driving for dollars virtually. So that's another mm. thing that I'm always doing. I'm not always pulling a list. I'm driving for dollars virtually. Right. Um, and, and, and soon I'll, I'll be mm. hiring 
day for that because that is literally one of my hottest things right now. So it's literally one of my um, marketing channels where I'm spending the least amount of money and making the highest returns on that. Um, right. I share this with your audience really quick. That's so like, pulling a list of 150 people that I drove for dollars in one particular location, right? That my builder was telling me that they buy mm. it. I got three deals out of that. I skipped trace that list for, I believe, I think 70 or 80 bucks. And I made over 15 grand. Wow. And and were you, did you text those people or you just straight up That's called because it was such a small I list? Them. I called them because it was such a small list. But the most important thing was when I was calling them because most people, when they get into land, they start, you know, doing a bunch of SMSs. So, so many people are doing SMS, but they sleep on cold calling. So, there's a right. bunch of people who are mm-hmm. not cold calling and not getting touched. So, when I was reaching out to these individuals, they never been touched. And because yeah, that's of that, a bar right there. Yeah, I was wow. able to leverage that and get deals done. Yeah, it's funny because, um, you know, you and yeah, I are, are, that. Partner, awesome. part, are partnering up on some... Um, on on land too, working land uh, deals together, and you. I was just like, okay, what what list? Tell me what what area because that that's what I'm used to too in like wholesaling um, properties. And I was like, okay, tell me what what areas are your is your builder buying? What zip codes? And you're like, no no no. You're like, let me show you the prop stream hat. <laughs> let me show you the prop stream virtual driving for dollars. And I was like, oh, you're like, yeah. Most of my I I I just download the you know out of the ten thousand uh, cap that you have with PropStream on the day that you can download. I just do the little line on what area to focus in. And then I just run a list on that. I was like, oh, that's it. that was easy. I'm here trying to complicate stuff. And you're like, nah, <laughs> Don't do that. Uh, hold up. Uh, yeah, before you spend that money and all you have to spend it on is uh, skip tracing. That's it. Um, and, and so is that kind of your main area? You, you, like you said, you don't buy lists because again, you're getting that information from the builder itself. Yeah. So you have the data and prop stream. Is there anything you, you plan to refine with that? Or, I mean, obviously if it's working, don't, don't fix it. Right. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm a huge uh, believer in, you know, if the process, um, if your process works, don't, don't break it. Like, <laughs> right. You right. Know? So I'm, I'm a huge advocate for that. And with that being said, I'm just going to double down on that. I'm going to hone in on that for sure and start actually building out a team. So I'm looking to actually get like, at least two people, so I'm gonna get one. But I think I'm at max. I'm gonna get two, where they're just driving for dollars all the time for every single builder that I'm working with. So we're just gonna do right. a deep dive for each local builder that we're working with, figuring out what it is that they're looking for, and hone in specifically on their desired area, and just start working deals that way. Um, and, and 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 again, mm-hmm. the turnaround time for me with these deals are not really that long. These local builders, they're closing within 30 days, and they're they're right. doing this period is much shorter. Um, so I'm, I'm seeing great success with that. So I'm going to just double down with that. I love it. Uh, one question I was going to ask um, in terms of um, what was I going to get to? Um, actually, I, I can't come up with the question right away, uh, Tim, if you want to ask yours, because uh, it was just something that I was just yeah, came up while you were um, talking. I know we kind of covered it. I know we kind of covered it, uh, you know, for the list. So, like, someone would just um, uh, purchase a v- vacant land list, but you covered kind of like uh, driving for dollars. Um, what are some other you know, kind of tactics that you use to 
help um you know market for land um i'm, I'm gonna be honest with you tim it's mainly just pulling lists desired, yeah pulling a list in a desired area that the builders is looking for and driving for dollars virtually i i don't overcomplicate the process at okay. all not to say that there's not other That's things awesome. but this is what i'm doing and what i'm seeing great success with um, so there's not really other things that I'm looking into. I am cold calling. I am texting. Um, but as far as like looking for other ways to source deals, I don't see any other ways right now. And the reason why is because if my builders is telling me what they're looking for, there's no other reason why I should be going about it another way. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's just defeating the purpose for me now. So I just focus in on exactly what they're looking for and just leave it at that. Yeah, well, I was going to add um, partnering up with people, right? Another like way. that's that's kind of another uh, marketing trend that um, yeah. I know Chris Chris uh, Barks, you know, talks about a lot. Um, and something I've kind of also switched up in my business is just like, why would you? Uh, I mean, you have your process, but if you can split and not and do half the work. Like, why would you not take that? Um, so obviously you and I are working together. I know there's, a, you know, you're partnering up with another person who's helping you out on the SMS side. And I'm sure other people have hit you up as well. Um, and this is why the power of social media to talk about what it is that you're doing. People are going to reach out like, hey, I have this land deal. Hey, I have this land deal. That's mm -hmm. going to be another way to keep the momentum going, especially on those down times while you're waiting for other deals to close. Um, but I know partnering, partnering up with people is the easiest way quickest way to make quick money basically and you can really create a business model behind that absolutely and, and to your point i'm actually glad you mentioned that because it just um sparked the memory in my head i was just talking to tim about this uh yesterday so you know what my intention yeah. is to actually do is leverage um my connect i mean my, my network and my resources and essentially like if other people are looking to get into the business you know, give them that list that my builder is is, is looking at right. uh, purchasing or, you know, they're looking into and then allow them to go ahead and start sourcing deals. And that's another way which I'm going to start actually bringing in more uh, revenue as well. Um, it's just taking advantage of that because I'll just I'll be honest with you, because of all this data that I'm bringing in, all these builders that I'm bringing in, I don't have the capacity or at least the team yet to even help them. And even and I told you guys, I, I plan on keeping my team very small and niched. Right. I'm not I'm still not going to have the capacity right. to serve all these builders. So the only way that I can see fit of me doing okay. that is, you know, bringing people inside of my business model and allowing them to, to take advantage of, you know, my resources. And so that's exactly what my intentions. Is. Yeah. Hey, I'll be waiting for that list in my inbox today. So, so send, <laughs> send, send that over. <laughs> I got you. I, I love that. Um, so we're, we're approaching uh, the last 10 minutes. What's kind of some goals for you this year? Uh, I know we've talked about it personally, but uh, what's some goals this year? And then like, what do you see like long-term vision? Like, and, I, and again, we've talked about that too, but uh, to kind of share with the audience. Gotcha. So my biggest thing this year is to hone in exactly what I was just sharing with you guys. Um, you know, being a resource to other people. Um, you know, allowing people to come in and take advantage of my resource so that they can change their lives and uh, do better for themselves. So that that's one of my biggest, biggest goals this year. Um, social media is definitely one of my, my biggest go-tools. I had to take a step away from that just to focus in and hone in on my business 
So now that I'm doing that and I'm slowly scaling things up, I want to bring people along that journey. So I'm not all the way there yet, but I understand the process and what I'm doing and I'm slowly bringing up that momentum. And I, I want to take the, I genuinely want to take people with me um, along that journey. So that's, that's one of my biggest goals. And then to answer your, your, your last question, where do I see myself in the next five to 10 years? Um, possibly doing bigger developments, um, yep. doing bigger developments for sure. Looking at bigger acres of parcels, um, you know, doing subdivisions and being able to sell those lands off to big, um, track home builders as well, because track home builders, they love that. They love when you, you take raw land, do the entire entitlement process and just sell them the right. land, which able to just get in and start building. They're ready right to build there. right away. Love that. So I would love to do that um, and take advantage of that opportunity because there's not a lot of people really working in that space. There are people working into it, but not, not a lot. Well, now they they should if they're listening to this, they really should be. Um, yeah. But like you said, who's actually going to take action after listening <laughs> it? Uh, <laughs> but I mean, I think you and I have talked about that, and I know yeah, Tim, right. you're also kind of doing doing development uh, as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and that was our big conversation yesterday. Uh, you know, trying to bring uh, Chuck into some of these bigger deals and, um, because I know kind of his vision and what he kind of wants to do. So getting, um, him in the beginning stages of that and just, you know, learning from each other on, you know, um, bigger development deals. So. Absolutely. I, I do see what we have a question here from Latifa. shout out. How do you talk to sellers when you need a one-year closing? Um, I'm assuming on like one of those, maybe a bigger deals. Um, how, how do you go about that? I mean, usually sellers understand, especially if it's a large acreage, I'm, I'm assuming on land, but how do you go about having that conversation? I'll go back to my builder and ask them exactly why they need the one year. Um, and whatever they tell me, I'm gonna go back and relay that to the seller uh, and just make right. it, make it in layman's terms for them. So if the, if the builder is telling you, um, mm -hmm. you know, I, needed i need to close within a year because you know it, it's taking me this long entitlement takes about six months and the process of doing this takes about you know whatever amount of days you're just relaying that back to the seller and eventually even if the seller doesn't want to move forward with you at the moment they're going to realize that more and more people are going to say the exact same thing so it's your job to continuously follow up with them and you following up with them is going to allow you to be um, you know, that go-to person that they're going to be like, you know what, Latif has actually been following up with me. You know, uh, she, she, she's been very consistent. She's been telling me it's, it takes, it's going to take some time. If I would have started this process the first time around, we'd have been at least three months into it or even whatever right. amount of time into it. Let me just go ahead and rock with you. Absolutely. And I think it's just how you frame things. And we've talked about framing a lot as well. If you gather information from the builder, um, you could literally just relay and just frame it in a way of like, Hey, I understand you really want to close understand. But as you know, like this, the whole uh, entitlement process, we have to do our due diligence. Uh, and it, you know, it, it does take on average due to the size of, of the lot or whatever. Um, it does take about a year. Uh, and, and just kind of frame in a way it's like, Hey, I'm on your side. I want to make this work, but like, this is our process and sort of educating sellers um, right. so that, they understand like you're, you're on their side and you, you know, you, you want to help them out. So I, I think that's, that's awesome. Um, really, really good question as well. Um, 
kind of ending on this, like, cause again, you've, you've shared a lot, like what, what's kind of one thing you want to kind of leave the audience with uh, before we head out today? Don't overcomplicate the process. Um, one, one thing I will say, I, I believe any to everybody could get a deal done. Um, getting a deal done, yeah. whether it's houses or land, is not hard. It's just staying consistent. Um, now, I'm not saying that you're going to consistently get deals every single day, but I can guarantee you, and I don't like guaranteeing things, but you know, I can guarantee you that if you stay consistent with it throughout the whole year, you're going to close one deal. You know, you have a follow-up system. You stay consistent. You're reaching back out to people that you've already spoken to in January. You're still reaching out to them in August, September. You're going to get a deal. That, that, that's for sure. Don't overcomplicate the process. There's really not a lot that goes into it. It's literally just reverse engineering the entire um, process, finding your builders, finding their criterias, and then pulling a list catered to what it is that they're looking for and just start running it up. Um, you know, as I mentioned before, you really just need one big builder who's like purchasing multiple land. Um, and, you know, you can just run up a bag. I, I have one local builder. He's not even a big builder. He said, hey, Chuck, look, I'm looking to close five deals a month for the next four months. Bring me everything you got. Everything. And literally, we're just reverse engineering it and working in the markets he's actively buying in. Um, and getting deals done. I, I'm not overcomplicating the process. So go out there, drive for dollars, uh, go out there, pull a list only catering to what they're looking for. Don't over, don't, don't be like, Hey builder, you know, I have this one and you know, it's not right in your market, but it's in another market. Would you be interested? Don't do that. You know, give them exactly what they're looking for because you want to tell them and show them that you're being of service of value to them. They love working with people. Right. Um, you know, I, I have plenty of build. I have one builder right now who I was mentioning to you guys earlier when I did the process of driving for dollars. She's constantly asking me because I'm currently in New York. Hey, Chuck, when are you coming to Florida? Like, I need to meet you. I love working with you, you know. And the reason why she tells me that is because, you know, why she says that to me is because she loves working with me. And I'm constantly bringing her deals in the area that she wants. It's always around the price that she's looking for. We're never going. That's what I love about it, too. We're never going back and forth about numbers. So I'll be like, hey, look, you know, I have this lead here. How much can you pay for this if you're interested? She'll tell me X amount of dollars. I'm like, all right, I'll let you know when this is ready. When it's ready, I get it on the contract. I send it to them. It's a done deal. And now what she's also doing is she's uh, leveraging her audience so I'm actually getting the deal done with a client that she knows this mm. she don't want the deal. She said, I got somebody else who wants the deal. And I don't even I don't even need to pay her. That that's the mm. beauty of just connecting and networking with your builders and just being of service. So at the end of the day, that's what I would share with your audience. Be of service to your builders. Um, show them like, hey, look, I want to be of value to you. This is what I do, and this is what, and, and do exactly what you you told them you're gonna do. Damn, I think uh, that's my dope. Drop on that on that joint. That is really dope. <laughs> well, we we gonna we gonna end it on uh, that. You're gonna have um, to go to Florida, bro. <laughs> no, you will. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Love it. Uh, well, hope you guys got a ton of value out of this interview. I'm telling you guys, like you guys, people are gonna land on like how to wholesale land. This is gonna pop up. 
and I guarantee people are going to reach out. How can people reach out to you um, if they're interested, if they have a deal, if they have questions, wh whatever the case may be? Uh, you can reach out to me on IG. I am McEwen. Um, and in what markets you're in? I'm in Florida. I'm in Florida right now. Um, and I'm slowly shifting over to Colorado. Um, so right now I'm, I'm just heavily in, in, in Florida. Reach out to me and then I'll be more than happy to, you know, give you some criteria. If you're looking to get started and work, you know, at least take advantage of my network. I can give you some criteria and let you know, hey, look, this is what my builders is building in. Um, and you can take advantage of that. Or if you have any questions, you want to start up doing things your own as well. I'm giving a lot of value, a lot of free, valuable information, actionable information on my Instagram. So you can go there and just, uh, you know, give me a follow and, and reach out as well. Absolutely. Oh, and like you. Andre said, join the you. <laughs> Absolutely. Best network uh, program. That's ever. right. Best network ever. Love it. Well, I hope, again, thank you guys so much, Chuck. Appreciate you, bro. Um, I know we'll connect uh, Appreciate you, bro. But appreciate you hopping on and sharing value. Um, wishing you super success for the rest of the year and onwards. And uh, again, looking forward to... Uh, you know, maybe in the next couple of weeks, we may close our first deal together. Fingers crossed. No, no hiccups. Oh, but, we closing uh, that. Don't do that. We it's, it's set. Let's it's go. Scheduled, Let's but, you go. Know, I, you know, you know how it goes. Let's but, go. Um, you know, we, we literally just talking about it, like literally putting out there, manifesting it like, hey, we got to do a deal together. Um, and so this is kind of the power that we we're talking about, being of service for one another. Um, and, you know, us three have been talking about also like doing big development deals as well and like following that play. So. It's, it's only up from here. So again, yeah, I appreciate you taking the time out of your schedule to, to chat with us. But uh, for you guys watching, hope you guys enjoyed. Got a ton of value. Um, make sure to follow Chuck I am, at I am McEwen on IG and uh, to get some land value. He's dropping videos every day. We're making sure of that. We're on an accountability group ensuring we post every day or almost every day, six days a week. Um, but if you have any questions, make sure to reach out to him. And we're on every Wednesdays, uh, 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern. And make sure you tune in for next week. We have some really exciting guests as well over the next month or so. Um, but hope you guys got a lot out of this. Have a great rest of your week and catch you all next week. Thank you guys for having me. Peace. There you go.